Why I still have your attention today, I, I do want to talk about something that I feel is an important message, for whether you're a graduate or a teenager or you're an off-in-the-work world doing life. One of the really unique things about our, our faith and our God uh, is that he pretty much did all the work for us. He came to this earth, he died on the cross, and he took our death penalty. Every other world religion, you have to earn that forgiveness in some way, but our Savior sent his son to die for our sins, so we just follow him. And the amazing thing about this is that it, once we say yes to Jesus, we got something to do. We can be on this adventure. We don't, we don't just sit down and watch things happen. We can be a part of the adventure. In fact, way back in, in Jeremiah uh, 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Think about it. The God of the universe has hope and a future for you. Now, growing up, that's just like, that's such a big thing to fathom. That's also so neat. Even so, so much more, more than when his son was on earth doing his ministry, uh, John 10.10 10 tells us that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I, Jesus, have come that they may have life and have it for the, to the full. And, I, and the first part of that verse is important because we have to understand there is an entity out there, there's something out there that's trying to mess up your world. No matter where you're at with work or life, he, he, they, this, entity, this, this enemy, this thief, wants to destroy you and destroy your happiness and joy and, and your peace. And yet Jesus says, but through me, I want to give you a life and have it to the fullest. I mean, once again, that's really cool. The God of the universe, the Savior wants you to have a future and live it to the most. That's so awesome. And to me, the, the way that we live that mission out, and we talked a little bit about this last week in our message, we said that, that, that God has built in each of us this desire and, this, and equipped us with the ability to accomplish missions. And, and we, we told you that how important that is a role it is as you go into your faith and you, you go off and do these missions, right? Um, and, and that's wonderful. But there's a catch to these missions. You got to do something about it. Like, like God gives you this, this thing, go and do this, but then you got to actually like, you know, get up. Here's what happens. This is something I've learned in my life. There are two things that keep us from doing the faith mission, the faith action steps, okay? The first one is busyness. If we allow busyness to overtake everything in our life, we would have things to do from sunup to sundown, from the moment we open our eyes to the moment we, we finally get to fall asleep. We would fill every single moment with stuff. And some of us do. In fact, statistics tell us, ECOT statistics, which I've, I found this very fascinating, said that most adults in America complain that their number one biggest issue in life is they're too busy. So much so that the statistics even tell us that post-COVID lockdowns, when everyone like stopped going to offices and stuff, and now that that's kind of still sticking around, that they're even more busy now, even less happy with that busyness. And what's happened because of all this busyness at home is that their marriage relationships are struggling. 
Their, their physical, emotional, and mental health and spiritual health is, is struggling. And there's a high level of family anxiety. On top of all that, if you have children between school and sports and band and work and life and extracurricular activities and, and all the stuff that kids bring, all the great stuff they bring to the table, life just gets busy. Something has to give. More often than not, that something is spiritual growth. Because it's the easy thing to kind of set aside while you do other things. But I believe that, that Jesus wants the most for our lives. I believe that he d- desperately wants us to connect to him and, and to grow through him. I believe that if we do not work on our spiritual health, it affects everything. It affects our mood at work, how we address our kids. It affects how we post and what we see things on social media. Not that we need anything to make that worse, but it just kind of makes it worse. It affects everything in the negative. And yet, when we are spiritually healthy, it affects everything for the positive. It affects our our marriages, uh, our community. We see things differently. So it's so important to really find that happy medium and find that time to spend with God. And so my question is, what if? What if we spent the rest of the spring and summer and we start to to maybe do a little schedule spring cleaning? What if, instead of going to and doing another assignment for for your job, you decided, I'm going to take a couple days a week this summer, and I'm just going to go on a walk with my family, with my spouse. I'm going to enjoy the creation of God. What, how would that affect you? What if, instead of signing up for the third or fourth club team, you said, you know, I want my family to serve in a ministry together. How would that impact your house serving together? What if you said no to more and you maximize the things you say yes to. I, I talked to our students about this last, this past Wednesday. I said everything has an expiration date. Um, your, your athletic ability has an expiration date, some sooner than others. Uh, you, even your education, as, as much as we value education uh, as a society, it, there's an expiration. At some point, you will not constantly go back to school. Thank God. Uh, you know, there, for some, and even with, when it comes to finances, at some point, you're going to stop working. There's always an expiration stuff, except when it comes to God and your faith. There's no expiration date to that. And, and to me, the, if, if that's, that's never going to end. We need to invest in that. We need to find you know, the, the, the busyness stuff. It needs to be set aside just a little bit so you can serve, you can, you can find a, a, a you know, community at church so you can grow spiritually. I mean, to me, I know we're in Northeast Ohio, so we only got like five weeks of it, but like the nice weather here, like this is the time I like to go and be in God's creation. My son, on the other hand, uh, he plays hockey, and he'll tell me it's too hot this time of year, so he likes the winter. But then in the wintertime, we can't get him outside anyways. All I said, just find that time to take a break. And, you know, embrace what God's trying to tell you. You're not going to hear the Spirit speak to you if you don't calm things down. 
And, and I say this not just because, you know, it's important. But I, I, I can do the same thing. Because trust me, I can open my calendar app and it is a rainbow of colors of, of who's going what where, right? But if I just take a stack, step back and praise God more, I can act out his faith action for us. The other thing that kind of keeps us from faith in action is, is confidence. Um, there are so, so often when I ask someone to serve in SMT or, or Kate asks someone to serve in children's or, or anything, there's like a confidence thing. Like there's a, well, I'm not worthy or, or I mean, what do I know? Uh, the big one is my past would not allow me uh, to do anything for uh, a ministry. And, you know, I always tell adult leaders who, who try to wrestle with this, I go, what if God, you know, used the thing that you went through? And you changed the life of a teenager forever. Like, what if God used that, you know, that moment that you looked at the little kid in the eye and said, you know, there's a God and he loves you and, and he wants the best for you and you changed that little one's life forever. Like, what if you start talking to your neighbors about what you actually do with your faith and you change your neighbor's life forever? And that's how powerful this Jesus thing. When you encounter God, like truly encounter him, it changes you inside out. And what a gift would that be to, to give it to others. Have that confidence. And so often we, I think we, we forget that where our power lies. Our power doesn't lie, lie in us. It, it relies on, on the Savior. In fact, here's what Jesus has to say. Jesus says in John 15... I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will have much fruit. Apart from me, you have nothing. You can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such a branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. Jesus is the source of power and ability. He's our source. And when we connect to that ability, we connect to that source of power, we can do so many great things. But apart from him, we can do nothing. That's the reason that when, when you're not spiritually healthy, everything just seems worse. Everything seems like it's falling apart faster. Everything doesn't go the way you want it to. And yet when you're spiritually healthy, even though things happen, and trust me, just because you're spiritually healthy doesn't mean life's going to be batting a thousand, but you can get through those moments better. You can get through them stronger. You can thrive through the stuff. It's so important to have that connection. The bottom line to my message today is, is, is this. We have a God that loves you so much that he sent his son to die and he's got a job for you to do. And he wants you to live life to the fullest. He gives you the power and the ability to do those things. We just have to say no to the right things and yes to the other things as well. And sometimes we have to be willing to say, here am I, send me. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8 says this, and I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And whom will go for us? I said, Here am I. Send me. I'm going to play a little game here. Uh, I, I want you to repeat after me. Here am I. 
send me. Here am I. Send me. So when I say those words, repeat after me, okay? Got it? Students, help them. You want to make an impact on your community? Here am I. Send me. You want to help your hurting neighbor, your hurting spouse, your hurting child, your, the, a community that has seen horrible things over the past couple of weeks? Here am I. Send me. You want to change the way this world is heading? To show love in ways you can't possibly fathom? Here am I, send me. Polaris Christian Church needs you. Here am I, send me. Band's going to come up with one last song. As we sing this song this morning, put that on repeat. God wants to use you. Sometimes the the easiest thing, even if it's scary, because trust me, serving can be scary sometimes. Just say, here, my send me. Put that hand up. Here, my send me. Just send me, God. I don't care where it's going or where you're going to have me. Have the courage to say, here, my send me. Let's pray. God, thank you for these graduates once more. And thank you for the congregation that's here today. And I'm so just honored that we can talk about you and and the missions you have for our life. God, let us have the courage to maybe look at our, our calendars, our busyness, and set aside things that grow closer to you. Let us have the confidence to know that no matter what our lives have been or will be, that you can use us and desire to use us to do great things. All we have to say, God, is here am I, send me. God, where you go, I will go. I will follow you. Here am I. Send me. We pray this in your name. Amen. Mm-hmm.